0: So there's the text this morning, the Gospel. What's he going to preach on? What's he going to talk about based on that text? Well, I can tell you what I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about what you should be giving or tithing. And I'm not going to make an appeal for funds based on that text. What we're going to talk about is what Jesus put down in the center of all of those words. Treasure equals Heart. And any of you that know mathematics understand that either side of that equation is equal. Heart equals treasure, or treasure equals heart. And so I want to put a question on the screen today. And really, this is the source and the idea that I want to examine as we look at this gospel text today. And the question is this Do we believe that our lives are lived under our Father's care? I'll say it again. Do we believe that our lives are lived under our Father's care? I want to examine a couple of scriptures as we begin. The first one is Psalm 24, verse 1, that states this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Everything belongs to our God. Everything that exists comes from Him. And the second scripture is Deuteronomy eight seventeen 17-18. And it says this, You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors, as it is today. Everything belongs to our God and everything we have, have accomplished, have amassed is because of his blessing and his gift. And so I invite you to turn to the gospel text either in your connection or pull out one of your Bibles in front of you, turn to Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 and we're going to examine some of those verses where Jesus speaks to us today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus says this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus is concerned with the lives of his disciples as he delivers this Sermon on the Mount, as it's called. He's concerned with their outer lives, as we've talked about for many weeks, that they are salt and light to the world, but he is also concerned with their inner lives, with what goes on in our hearts. I'm sure you've heard the story before, maybe Pastor Mark's told it, of a wealthy man who was miserable. And he came to see his rabbi one day, to say, I have everything, but I am just miserable in my life. Why is that? And so the rabbi took him to a window, and he said to him, look out of this window and tell me what you see. And so the man looked out, he said, I see people together. I see children playing and laughing and life happening. And then the rabbi took him to the mirror, and he said, tell me now what you see. He said, I see only myself. And the rabbi said this to him, the window is made of glass, and the mirror is made of glass, but cover one of the panes of glass with a little silver, and you can no longer see others, only yourself." Where is our heart focused, Jesus asked the question. Is it focused on earth or is it focused on heaven? And where it is focused matters. You know, last week Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so Jesus is asking the question in our focus. Where is the place... Where God's name is not hallowed? Where is the place where God's kingdom is not recognized? Where is the place where God's will is not done on earth as it is in heaven? And what Jesus is saying to us is be warned. There is danger in your life if we are focused on the wrong things, if we are focused more on wants than needs. And so I ask you the question this morning. Do you think in your life that luxuries have ever become necessities in your life? Luxuries have ever become necessity? I'll testify. I'll own up to it. Yes, in my life they have. I've said to Sarah many times, and this is one of the things that I don't ever want to live without, but it is a luxury. I will never own a house that doesn't have air conditioning. It's that important to me. Isn't that sad? Boy, there's a first world problem, air conditioning. Not whether I have clean water or food each day and I'm struggling to survive, but the luxury that I have made a necessity in my life. What about you? Are you guilty of placing earthly things over God? Do you need to repent as I do? Are you not sure on that? Well, let me put it another way. Jesus is asking a question here. To what extent are you willing, and that's the important thing, willing to give up, to give up on wealth or possessions, to help a neighbor or to extend the kingdom? Still not sure in your life? Well, Luther puts it this way in his questions in the small catechism. Do we need to repent is the question. He says this, ask yourself, put your hand on your chest, feel your heart. Are you alive? That's question one. Are you still living in this world is question two. He says, then if both of those are true, understand this, you will be tempted by the devil in all these things. And you will need to repent. You see, Jesus is saying to us, if our heart is fixed on Jesus, on his promises, on his word, then our hearts will be free to choose, to choose to give up, to help, to do. Jesus says that at the end of this text, seek first the kingdom. That's why he says that. If our heart is focused on Jesus, then so our will and our abilities flow from that relationship we have with him. But Jesus goes on in verse 22, he says this The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Any of you have kids that as they're watching television and the different commercials for toys and things, Come on, that they say, can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? Reminds me if you've ever seen the movie Finding Nemo of the seagulls that you say, that's mine, mine, mine. That happens to us in life. That's the goal of advertising is to make us want things in life. And what is it that we use to focus on these things? We use our eyes. And what Jesus is saying, if 80% of what we focus our eyes on is earthly, then 80% of our heart will follow that focus. And so what is the answer for us as disciples of Jesus Christ? What is the answer to focusing our heart and our heart equaling our treasure? And I put before you three things. The disciples' inner life that Jesus puts before us, to examine, to discern, and to turn. That we need to, as the people of God through the Word and through the Spirit, examine our priorities. Are they focused on earthly things or on the things of heaven? Discern whether or not, and the answer will be, of course we do. Do we fall short on setting our priorities correctly? And then finally, to turn. And to receive the forgiveness that our Lord gives us. Knowing that we are tempted in all these things. And that we do fall short. And Jesus goes on then in verse 24 to tell us this. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. Or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Here it is again. Treasure equals heart. And heart equals focus and if our earth if our focus is on earthly things in our heart then there will be a result to us a result of slavery that occurs if our focus is on earthly things and the result of that slavery is that we will worry about those things that's why Jesus says in 25 therefore I tell you do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And Jesus goes on then to give us examples from creation. Truly we know that God is the creator of all things, as we just heard in Psalm 24. That God created the birds of the air and the animals and the flowers and the trees and the planet and all that lives. And we know too that Jesus has told us, That God is our Father, what we pray in the Lord's Prayer. And that means that we have a relationship. A relationship with a loving God that we are not just creatures like the rest of the planet. And He is not just our Creator. But to you and to me, redeemed by Jesus, we are children with a Father who cares for us and provides for us in all things. And worry in our lives comes from not being sure of that in our hearts. Jesus says, he puts forth that question to that audience and to us. Does not God do all of these things, the birds and the flowers, for his creation? Of course the answer is yes. And he says, then will he not do more for you? You who he cares about, you who call him Father, you who are his children. And again, worry comes from not being sure. And maybe it's our observations in this world that cause so much worry. Do we see animals starve in our world? Do we see droughts destroy forests and plant life? Do we see devastation come from natural disasters? Do we see wars and crime and all of those things? And we wonder in our heart of hearts, does God really provide Does that make us unsure? Is that why we worry? But I remind you of a man in Scripture by the name of Job, who had everything, and everything was taken away from him. And yet he still said the words that we find, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. You see, our having or our not having does not change our status. We are children of the King. We are royal children because of what Jesus has done for us. We have full access to God. And so the disciples' inner life and the answer to worry are the following things. See, acknowledge, and ask. See worry for what it is in our lives. The fact that we are unsure about the one who loves us the most. Acknowledge that we do it again and again and again and ask for forgiveness and strength to overcome it. Worry can consume us. So much so that our eyes are totally turned inward. And we no longer see the blessings that we have in life. You know, I have kind of my own life philosophy that I adapted from an old country preacher. I still don't remember where I heard it, but I want you to see it. And this is kind of my mantra when I begin to worry. I say this to myself. If you are in control of it, why worry? You're in control of it. If you are not in control of it, why worry? You are not in control of it. And if you are not in control of it, then who is? We know the answer. Our God and our Savior. And I've used this again and again when I've woken up on nights when my kids were out and driving and I'm wondering, are they safe? Are they going to get home okay? Is something going to happen to them? And I stop myself and I say, Steve, can you reach out of your bedroom, out of this house with your power and your strength? Can you control that? (laughs) No, I can't. And if I'm not in control of it, then why worry? I know the one who is in control of it. And I have to trust in him. And if that doesn't work for you, then Jesus would ask you these questions. Does God reign? Is he supreme? Is he sovereign? Is he in control of things? The answer is yes. And what is the proof then in our lives? The proof is Jesus and his cross and his victory over sin and death and the devil that he won for us, that God is the one in control. Will Jesus come again? We know the answer is yes. And will we be with him again? Yes. So then Jesus would say to us, then let the rest fall into its proper perspective. God is our Father. We are His children. We are treasured by Him. If we worry, what we need to do is seek Jesus and His cross again and again to be in the community of believers, to participate in the forgiveness that comes from the One who won all things for us by His blood and has redeemed us. To participate as we do today in the reconciliation of all things that Jesus has come into this world to give us his very body and blood. To strengthen us in our worry. To strengthen us when our hearts are focused in the wrong place. To remind us once again how loved we are. You see, so much in our lives we need to celebrate. But we need to celebrate his forgiveness and his love and his grace and his people. The rest of it is stuff. Stuff that takes our focus. Stuff that takes our heart and our efforts. Stuff that detracts us from the true treasure that we have been given in the waters of our baptism. Jesus Christ, our Savior, who loves us with an everlasting love and will not see anything take us out of his hands. We can depend on Him. We can trust in Him. He will give us daily bread. He will provide for us our needs. And even when our life ebbs out, He has provided that He will bring us home to be with Him again. As we just sang, what is the world to me? We have Jesus. Amen.